this is Ramona Trevino, also known as the author I Am Dauntless. Welcome to the Blossoms of My Life radio ministry. We hope you are blessed with today's program. As you listen, ask yourself, what are the blossoms of my life? Today's guest is Pastor Rodney Muniz. tuning in today to Blossoms of My Life Radio. I am honored to be able to bring to you once again um, our brother in Christ, Pastor Ronnie Muniz out of San Francisco. Um, I interviewed Ronnie back in October of 2018. That's when we first met over the phone. And since then, we've had this wonderful relationship that has brought um, a lot of things together as far as getting his story out, um, helping him write his book. Um, he's just doing some amazing things. He does a lot of his, his Saved by Grace um, business that is run by God. Um, it's a prison re-entry program. He's just doing some amazing things. And so I wanted to give him another opportunity just so he can refresh our minds of what God is doing because God is doing a lot right now. So Pastor Ronnie, how are you? Blessed by the best and highly favored of God, just like you. Amen and amen. It's always a joy and a pleasure to talk to you, whether we're on the air like we are right now or just in our regular conversations. Amen. I feel the same way, sister. So, um, first of all, let's talk about this book that finally happened. <laughs> so, um, why don't you share with our audience about where all the writing started? Well, first, let me give honor and glory to God for allowing me the wisdom and the fingers to write the story and to have been able to live through to make that story actually come on the paper. And I thank God for allowing my uh, path to cross with Sister Ramona, who played a big part in this book actually becoming tangible. So I give praise and honor to the Lord, and I thank my sister for uh her help in this project. Um, so um, the book is finally done. It's called um, I Was Lost as a Man and Found by the Son of Man, Jesus. And um, it's been pretty pretty good. A lot of people's feedback um, is been good about the book. The book was uh, started in uh, Folsom Prison um, on my last uh, term in prison. I did three years, and I started it in there, and I just felt the, the need, and and, I, and it wasn't even a spiritual leading at the time. It was just an unction. I guess God had a plan that I was yet to really understand or comprehend, and then um, throughout the years of my life being free and not saved, and then finally getting saved, I believe that the journey of the book allows one to see how a man can come from the streets of the San Francisco Mission District, live through a life of uh, chaos, stay in a life of chaos as a teen, end up in a prison with more chaos, and then watch God turn a disruptive, disputed, demented life into a message of grace that he allowed me to be a part of. That's amazing. And, you know, me, because I was privileged enough to, through the year of, of working on this project, um, able to read, you know. And basically there were notes um, 
looked like journal notes and everything, but it was amazing that how they all kind of went together. Even though you sent them, you said, okay, this is what I have. What can we do with this, right? And we li I literally had to go through and rewrite them um, so they could be on a proper document to use, uh, to, to publish. And um, But they were all stories that you wrote heartfelt of how you felt during those times when you were locked up. And the other thing that, um, you know, every time I read it, every time I, I would look at it again and I'd read it over and I'd prove things and then I'd see things over and then I would watch and I'd say, wow, Lord, what, you know, I was able to actually experience what you were going through to who you are today and what God's doing in your life today. And so Ronnie and I also have, you know, a great privilege of being able, because of his work with, because of what happened to him, how God always takes our mess and makes it a message. It also, also sometimes bursts in us a ministry, and usually that can be our work, and he does some amazing work right now in prison and with people outside that are trying to come out and um, change their lives. And so the, the prison reentry program that you work and, and the work that you do over there is just amazing. Every time I talk to you and I can feel the excitement in you when you share it, what you do with juvenile hall students, you know, kids, and, and, then, and, then, and then when they go to county or when they go to the prisons and they need to come out, God equipped you with all of that knowledge because you were actually there. Yeah, I think uh, even like uh, going back, in the book into what I do now. Um, I think that living that lifestyle and understanding from the womb of my mother who had went through hell and back and then being in the foster care and then being in the streets and then the juvies and then the county and the prison, God's molding of that person inside of me takes me back to the Apostle Paul in the, in the Bible who was very um, educated man, but he was an educated man in religion and not in the realities of Jesus Christ himself. And then when he had that Damascus Road intercession mm -hmm. and the Lord hit him, that's what hit me, was that God allowed me to understand that the journey that I went on was really not about me at all, but more about the people he was going to use me to touch, the people he was going to use me to talk to because I have actually walked through these different hells for a better choice of words that people would eventually walk through. And the way that Saved by Grace was formulated was because I was Saved by Grace. And when God put that name together, it really stuck because I started to really understand more of the meaning of saved by grace and then more of the meaning of grace itself. And so um, along the journey, uh, I was able to uh, meet some great people. And we also added Project Restore to Save by Grace, which fit perfect because we was restoring the projects that God had started in people before the foundations of the earth. And so now, by the grace of God, uh, I'm able to be more involved because I work in the jails now and I'm more involved in the in the prison system through uh, correspondence with guys coming in and out of the system. Uh, Save by Grace Project Restores now in five different counties, including work, working with Sister Ramona in her own county. Um, yes. So God has not just used 
needs us to complete the project of the book, but he's using us to help these kids in her county as well. Yes, and praise God, and I thank you for that. I'm looking forward to how that's going to be. You were just saying something that just kind of jumped in my spirit when you said Project Restore. And, you know, God's word is about restoration. And he promises, and he, his, his book, his word is full of promises and words of restoration and rejuvenation. Because a lot of us have been lost and broken and have gone down the wrong road. But what God does is he comes back and he enters in when we allow him because we have to invite him. And then he becomes that inside person that can then lead our life and restore, lead us on that road of restoration. And it's what everybody needs right now because we live in a broken world, right, Pastor Ronnie? So the restoration is important. He, he longs to restore you to that place where he first intended you to be. I, I think that's a perfect, perfect way to put it. I think a lot of people, I mean, even if they don't publish their book, they should they should journal yes. just to get more of an understanding of, like, you know, the more I was sharing with uh, Sister Ramona this morning, how each time I sit down to read the book, as I'm reading a book in the Bible, I go back to the beginning, and I look at how God, you know, when I first wrote the book, and sent it to Ramona, I never really went back to edit it, and I remember one day sitting down, and she was saying, this is it, we're at the end, you gotta, you gotta read it, and I sat and read it, and realized how much stuff was mixed up, how much stuff was out of order, how much stuff wasn't there, and I sat for one whole day, just editing, and then it made me really realize that, you know, I think, People that are listening, you need to really understand that God handpicked us before the foundations of the earth. He knew who was going to be his. And when we get into that place with him, even in those painful moments being saved and sanctified, we tend to sit and realize that if we look hard enough, God's hand was on us. He kept us when we couldn't be kept. He removed us when we shouldn't have been in areas. He allowed us to go through some dark seasons of our lives to really be able to connect with stories in the Bible of people such as ourselves. And I think that in the process of going through those journeys, going through those valleys, going through those storms that are in the book, it allowed me to realize how far God has brought me, um, even in this season that we're in right now, the the time of being shut in, like I was sharing earlier, has been for four months for me. And that time was shut into God. And we need to really understand that there will be seasons that we will be like uh, the book of John when he was at Patmos and he wrote the book of Revelations. He couldn't get to that point without being alone with God by himself. And a lot of us need to embrace those moments, no matter how sad, how lonely, how distorted those times may be in our lives. But those are the moments that God is molding us and shaping us like he, you know, does each and every man or woman of God that he has a calling on. Amen. Amen. And I know God's really been downloading into you during this time of shut in place, you know, stay in place that, um, just how important it is for the church. And remember, we are the church. 
but having that time, you know, having this time that we focus in on, on who he is and, um, just his goodness and everything, but he, it's almost like it's a, it's a, it's a sifting. It's, it's a time that he wants us to really look at our lives and examine ourselves, you know, examine our souls, examine where we are, um, not focus on the terrible virus that it may be, but maybe focus on what God is trying to show you during this time. Yeah. You know, one of the things that God, keeps and let, let me clarify this really quick for people what i'm saying when i say god is clarified this is what i believe he's saying to me i don't like to speak for god but this is what i believe he is saying to me and to the church body is that the church building itself is not a relationship with god yes that church building is a place that the churches come together in a building but God wants an intimate, personal relationship with us one-on-one so that when he sends us back into the collaboration and the corporation of the church as a body of believers, our relationship will be solely on him and others that is not about the building, but it's about the people that are in the building. In the book of Revelations, chapter 2, he says that we have forgotten and left our first love that first love when you get into it is the love of god to the church body and we as believers have gotten so caught up i'm going to church on sunday i'm going to bible study on wednesday and they walk in this building and they're with all these people they're thinking that they're doing god this service by being there and god is like but okay, so what happens when Sunday is gone? What happens when Wednesday is gone? Yeah. I don't hear from you. I don't hear prayers from you until things are going bad. So I believe what God is doing in this season. And, and men and women that are listening to this message, please understand that God is not, he says in the first book, first book of Peter chapter 4, verse 17 and 18, that He's bringing judgment to the church. That judgment is not a punishment, but it's a chastening to get our hearts back right with him for ourselves. That when all this is said and done, that when it comes back, it's like 9 11, everybody around the church, everybody was yeah. in God. And as soon as the, the dust settled, people went back to their lives like yeah. God didn't matter anymore. Yeah. That's the problem. We can't do that no more. We need to stay focused because. In the book of Matthew 24 and in the uh, book of Luke 21, it talks specifically about the season we're in. And like I've been telling people, and I'm saying here online, and I'm very grateful that Sister Ramona has allowed me the opportunity to speak this out, is that God wants his body back to him. God wants us to stay focused on him and our relationship with him he does not want us to forget about what's going on because people need to understand everybody says well they've been saying jesus is coming back forever well guess what you need to think what if we are that generation that he's coming back for are you ready for the return yes yeah and it's just like when i was reading the psalm this morning about having that fear Right, the kind of fear where you're saying, "Wow, am I really like put yourself in check? If God was to come back today, would you be ready? 
because anything could happen, right? He knows. Yeah. He, he knows. He already knows. He already knew who was going to be. You know, who's going to die when they leave their house? You could die in your sleep. I mean, he's the one that orchestrates and defines our beginning and our end, each individual. And so whether we're in a place where we feel that um, we've done too much to where God would even want to look at us, um, you, you are exactly where God wants you to be. And he does want you to look at him because he wants to restore you. Just like that word earlier that we were talking about, that restoration. You are his project restore. He has an eye out for you. He is just waiting for you to say, Father, I'm sorry. I'm sorry and I need you because that's when you need him the most, right? When things are just really, really wrong. And so he's given us this time, like Pastor Ronnie's saying, us as a church, those of us that know him, that we can really examine our heart and our motives, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I was sharing with a young man today and, and I was sharing with Sister Ramona, the beauty was that I led his father to the Lord and now I'm leading this young man to the Lord and I didn't even know that this young man was my uh, friend's son. Wow. And that's another story in itself, but I was sharing that, you know, this, this time that we're in, the, the, you know, people that thought, Oh, I would never be homeless. Oh, I would never go get a box of food for the yep. food bank. Yep. Oh, I would never be like this. They're, those are the people that are in those minds. And to see just how quick the tables could turn, you know, and that you could be that person that you're looking down upon. Now you're in the same line with that person you're looking down upon, but yet that person that you're looking down upon has allowed you to cut in front of them because you got kids. Yep. You know, we it, it's that love of God and, and I and and there's a scripture in the Old Testament that the world needs to understand. And God said, I believe it. It's in Deuteronomy, I believe it is. He says, when you have gotten your land, when you have gotten your homes, when you have prospered, do not forget me. Because yes. the moment you forget me, I will come and remove all that for you to be reminded that it wasn't you. He said the same thing to Nebuchadnezzar. Yes. When Nebuchadnezzar said, look at all that I have done. God separated him from everything for seven years. And it says when he came to his right mind, mm -hmm. that he realized, whoa, I need to go give glory to God. Mm -hmm. And that's the body of Christ today. They need to understand all of us, every one of us, as what we have, because God has allowed us to have it. It's not because we did this great work to do, just like what we're doing right now on this radio. God has put the breath in my lungs, the words in my mouth, and the phone to talk on sitting in my house, talking on Sister Ramona's radio station. That's all a gift from God. Yes. Yes. And you know, you just said something about the renewal of the mind. When he finally came to that place, you know, that he needed to come back with that renewed mind. And that's kind of what happens to us when we go astray. You know, we're in a different mindset because we lost um, that that function, that, that feeling of following God and being grateful to God of what he'd done. All of a sudden, we're saying we did it. And, oh, look at me. And, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, well, I'll read my Bible later. You know, so we have all of a sudden our mind left where it should be. 
It's, it's like we need to renew our mind back to the promises of God, back to what he can do for us, back to who he is to us so that he can start refreshing our soul. Because when we wander off to that other place, then we're putting stuff that doesn't belong into our soul. And, and, and then all that has to get removed. You know that when you repent, it's almost like this blah, it just comes out. Like you want it gone. It doesn't need to come back. And so why fill it back with things that led you astray? You know, like why go back to the things that you know didn't work? Why are you going to go back to drinking? Why are you going to go back to using drugs if you know that didn't work? That's where you need that restoration, that renewal of mind to come back to where you're supposed to be, where he intended you to be, where he gave you purpose to be from the moment that you were formed in your mother's womb. Amen. And you know, the good, what's coming to me is, is this relationship piece. It's like people fail to realize that I was sharing with someone the other day. I said, see this Bible? I said, we can't do part of it and the other part we, we don't pay attention to because this doesn't work for us. The Bible is clearly a, a, a manual on how we're to live our lives. A lot of people don't realize that if you look through the eyes of your spiritual being at this current situation, you will realize spiritually that there's this, this division between the world and God and that separation that has happened has happened for man when the children of Israel decided that they wanted a God they didn't want to follow God and then God would give them a God they give them a king and then they wouldn't be happy they cried back to God and then God would heal their land yeah. and this went back and forth back and forth back and forth to God finally said okay I'm done I'm going to give you over to your reprobate mind in Romans chapter 1 because what happens is the world tends to realize that they needed God when they was in the bad but then when it gets good they act like they, they did it yeah. we need to really really understand that even in the shut-in and I was sharing this with Sister Ramona earlier when God placed the blood over the doorpost the first thing he did was shut the people in because the death angel was coming and a lot of people need to pay attention to biblical sound doctrine because the shut-in, and I did this on a sermon when we were talking about the Passover meal, God shut them in and that shut-in was for them to have fellowship. The shut-in was for them to have communion. The shut-in was for them to be protected. The shut-in was for them to focus on God. If people would take that same stance right now, their spiritual walk and connection and relationship with God would be so powerful yes. that when they come, when this whole thing passes, the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit is going to be so powerful that you're going to have revivals happening everywhere. Oh, and that's what I long for. Praise God. That's what we long for, right? In start out with each individual, Lord. You know, revive them, restore them, and then let it go forth. Just let your floodgates flow. Um, Pastor Ronnie, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, we have a P.O. Box in San Francisco. It's Saved by Grace and or Project Restore. They're both the same name. We do business as Project Restore. P.O. Box 12715, San Francisco, California, 94112. We have a website, www.savedbygracesf.org, or you can reach out to me on my email, 
after that Munez, M-U-N-I-Z at AOL.com. Please uh, pass this message on to those who are incarcerated. Um, our, our job as Saved by Grace is to literally deal with the formerly incarcerated and those who are incarcerated as well as the homeless population. We're in uh, Stockton County, San Francisco County, Alameda County, San Mateo County, and now by the grace of God, we're uh, connected with Harvester. So um, please feel free to reach out to me and whatever I can do to help you, especially with uh the grace and mercy God has given to me, I'm very open to that. Amen. And you can also follow Pastor Ronnie. You have a YouTube channel that you put your messages on? Yes, our YouTube channel is Saved by Grace Pastor Ronnie. There's over 300 messages on there. Perfect. And I'm on Facebook at Pastor Ronnie Munez. Amen and amen. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I'm glad we were able to record this show. I wanted to see if you could close us out in prayer right now. Most definitely. Thank you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to give you all the praise, honor, and glory, Lord God. Because even through the hard, dark moments of our life, your light still shines in and through us, Lord God. You told us to be that light on the hill, Heavenly Father, that those who are in darkness may see and follow that light that is in us. That light is the life of men, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, give your children eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive in the spirit the things that you have for them. Yes. You said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things that you have for him, but you have revealed them to us through your Holy Spirit. If someone at the sound of my voice right now does not have a relationship with Jesus. All you have to do is say, Heavenly Father, through the blood, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I ask him to come in and live his life through me. In Jesus' name. And if you said that small but simple and intimate prayer. The Bible says in the Romans, those who believe in the heart and confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord shall be saved. Amen. If you've done that, you have been saved by grace and you can reach out to me and get all that you need. I will send you a Bible personally. Amen. And thank you, Heavenly Father, for this message. Thank you that you are blessed to Ramona with the opportunity to have this um, radio station, Lord God. I thank you for her. Ask for a tenfold blessing to be thank restored you. to her, Lord God, for all of her obedience and work to help the, the book, to help Save by Grace, to help the children and the men and the women that she is serving, Lord God. I ask for special favor upon those who are listening to this message, Lord God. Open up doors that no man can close and close those doors that no man can open. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen and amen. Thank you. You're very welcome, sister. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to contact me to share your God story, you can contact me at Ramona at BlossomsOfMyLife.org. This ministry is supported by our listeners. Donations can be sent to Ramona Trevino, P.O. Box 2171, Hollister, California, 95024-2171. P.O. Box 2171, Hollister, California, 
95024-2171. If you'd like a copy of a program, you can email me or write to the address listed on my website. Again, that's P.O. Box 2171, Hollister, California, 95024-2171. And my website is I am Dauntless, the letter I, the letter M, Dauntless.org. Thanks for tuning in, and as the Lord puts it on your heart, please pray for us and be a blossom in someone's life.